What does it mean to walk by faith and not by sight? Well, the more the world tried to convince me the things that the Lord had spoke to me would never happen, I pressed harder into the word of God and I chose to stand on his promises. It was all I had and it was all I needed. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey, dear friends, welcome back to the show. So today we're talking about that great faith. Jesus said, all you need is faith of a mustard seed. He's already given us. If we are believers in Christ, we have already been given this gift of faith to receive all that God has for us. And where it gets difficult is sometimes we can't actually see what God is doing. So Therefore, the scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, 8, says we have to walk by faith and not by sight. So I want to tell you, for those of you that are animal lovers, I've got to tell you this little story because you know what? God can use all things to teach us what it is that he wants to teach us because he is our great teacher. So he really does care about all the details of our life, both small and big. So let me just share with you this quick little story. We were walking down a wooded pathway and we ran across this sound and it sounded like a little small kitten. And our daughter was walking with us and of course it was. We discovered there was a little tiny kitten hidden in the uh, bush line and she was begging for this little kitten for us to bring this kitten home. And it really could have not been no more than probably five weeks old. It was tiny. The mom was nowhere in sight and so... My husband was like, put it back, put it back. But of course, this little curly, dark, brown-haired girl just wanted this kitten. So you know what happened next. We took this little kitten home. Well, for some reason, our daughter and this kitten were just not bonding. As much as she wanted to bond with this little cat, for some reason, this cat chose me and my husband. And so we would try to lock that cat up in that room with her We tried many different things, but the bonding just never happened. And one night in particular, I remember the cat just crying and squealing all through the night. We opened up the door of my daughter's bedroom and the cat came running down the hall and leapt right into the bed with us. We have never owned a cat. We we were not cat people. We were dog people. So this was very strange and bizarre for me to have a cat in my home. And I really didn't know what to do with this cat. And neither did my husband, but that cat took a liking and a bond up with me and my husband and it was so sweet and we just eventually fell in love with this cat well the next thing is this cat becomes very very ill and sick and we didn't know what was wrong with the kitten so we took the kitten to the doctor and saw a couple different doctors actually and they all came back with the same conclusion that this cat was probably going to pass away the cat had pan leukemia and it had a very very slim to none chance of surviving it was so sick And so the last visit to the doctor's office, the doctor told me to go home and prepare 
the kitten to pass through the night. They didn't think the cat would make it. Well, I was devastated because I had fell in love with this little sweet cat. And I was just so heartbroken over this cat passing away. And so I did as the doctor told me to do. I made some warm blankets, put it in the kennel, put the cat in there. And um, I had called some friends even and asked them to even pray for my heart, for our hearts. And that this cat would just pass gently, you know, without any further pain. Well, I went into the living room and sat by the fireplace and I pulled one of my Bibles down off the shelf and the Lord took me to Lamentations and spoke to me about his mercies and compassions that are new every morning. As I sat there and cried over that cat, the Lord was speaking to me about his mercy and compassion that would come in the morning. And he took, told me to take that word and to claim it. And I wrote it down on paper and I taped it to the kennel that the little kitten was in. Well, in the morning, I woke up and I didn't hear anything. It was silent in our bedroom. And I looked at my husband and I said, well, I guess she passed through the night. And my husband said, well, I'll go get her out. And so he opens up the crate. And when he does, the cat comes flying out of the crate as if nothing was ever wrong with her. Meowing, meowing, ran to the kitchen to her bowls, wanting something to eat, and she had not ate anything in at least five days, maybe more, nothing. We had to syringe water in her mouth, and this cat is just like nothing has ever happened. An absolute miracle. And so we fed her. She ate it. She held it down. I called the vet and explained everything that was going on, and they said, we have no explanation that cat should not be alive. Well, I knew what had happened. God gave me his word and he told me to claim it on that little kitty in that situation. And I did. And he performed a miracle through the night on that cat. Now, he then took me to the passage, walk by faith, not by sight. You see, if I was only focused on the situation and the circumstances that I was seeing in regards to that little kitty, there is no way, no way that I would believe that God was going to perform a miracle. But it was the faith. It was the faith that I had to look into the things unseen, not the things seen. Therefore, my faith had to be activated and it had to lead the way, not what I was physically seeing. Whew, glory to God, that is such a word. So this became such a powerful message in my life in regards to everything that we walked through. I actually started posting that scripture. We had a piece of artwork made with that scripture and I would put it in my home and everywhere we would move, I would put that scripture on the wall because it was a commandment that the Lord was calling our family to live by, that we would walk by faith, not by sight. So many times the Holy Spirit has whispered this scripture in my mind and heart to remind me. You know, there was a time when we were looking for, the ministry was looking for a building where we could serve the community. And we went to this meeting, God worked out some details, and we were able to go before a committee that owned a building space that really would meet our needs. And we sat in there in that meeting, and it looked, remember, it looked as if things were not going to move in our favor, and there may be some, you know, more time that we would have to sit still and just wait. I knew that we needed to get busy immediately because there were hurting broken people all around us and so it looked as if things were going to be postponed so the Lord reminded me of the scripture once again and I began to pray and I said Lord I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would set these seats on fire and that someone would come to their feet and say give them access right now to this space so that they can begin 
their great work. And as soon as I got done praying that, and I prayed it quietly, no one knew that I was praying that to the Lord. And as soon as I finished it and said, Amen, a voice came from the back of the room, stood to his feet, walked forward and said, I ask that we go ahead and grant permission to give them access to the building. And I could not believe it. God moved again. Remember, walk by faith, not by sight. And we were given access that night. And within just a couple of months, we had the space renovated and open for services. God did it again. So sometimes walking in obedience with our bodies is just moving forward. Physically, we're moving forward and we're doing the things that God has called us to do, even though it may not make sense. Remember, we can't reason it out in our logical mind. We have to walk in faith, not by sight. So we just keep moving. We put one step in front of the next and we just do whatever it is that God has called us to do, believing in him that he will bring the things to pass, that he has spoke in the depths of our heart. When it comes to our bodies in reference to obedience, we have to recognize that our strengths, talents, and even our sexuality are given to us by God to be used for pleasure and fulfillment according to his rules, purposes, and desires, not ours. But our desires, if given by God, will align with his. See, what I came to understand is that everything in the past had prepared me for the ultimate kingdom purpose that God was calling me to. That even today, I don't fully see and know and understand. But it's okay. It's not for me to see and fully know and understand. It's only for God to know. And I can trust him and I can have faith in him. I can move into whatever it is he's calling me to move into my body, my emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I can move into it knowing that I can trust him and that he is a good father and he has plans to prosper me, not to harm me. And I don't have to fully understand it. I just have to embrace it and say, yes, I have to just move into it. I have to remind myself of that all the time. Just this past weekend, while I was sweeping the floor, thinking about what the Lord was doing, talking to the Lord about what he was doing. And I said, Lord, thank you for reminding me. I don't have to fully understand it. I don't have to fully know everything. I don't have to figure it out. <laughs> I don't have to figure it out. I just have to move in it day by day, say yes and amen. I just have to keep stepping forward. We just have to keep walking by faith because faith is the only sure, concrete thing we have in our life. Do you know that it says in the word that without faith, it is impossible to please God? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's Hebrews eleven six. I remember there was a time in my life where I was in this chapter 11 for quite a while, a season where I was really trying to believe in God for the things of the desires of my heart. And one of those greatest desires was a child. I had battled infertility for years and had been diagnosed with unknown infertility. And for 10 years, I had prayed and believed in God for a child. And it was hard. There were so many struggles that I won't get into in this episode. But here's what you need to know. God kept speaking to me out of this book of Hebrews chapter 11 to trust in him, to believe in him. Then he began to speak to me out of the book of Hebrews chapter 10. 
after you have done the will of God, then you will receive the promise. And I was hoping that was a child, but still, I didn't know for sure, but I had faith. So once the ministry was stable and we began to hire individuals to help us in this great mission by God, I found out I was pregnant. Yes, God did bless me and I did receive the miracle, but I had to walk in faith. I had to get to a point where I was okay with whatever way God had chosen to bless me. And I wasn't for sure if that was fully carrying a child myself, but I, although I hoped that it was, I had faith and I still believed because I still had the desire of a child. And I knew that the Lord had put that desire of a child in my heart and I believed him for it. Every part of my being had to walk by faith, not by sight. And this shall come to pass if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, Zechariah 6.15. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart, Psalms 37.4. See, there were so many things I had to believe in God for and had to have faith in God for. And the world tried to convince me over and over and over that it would never happen. These things would never happen. So many things of discouragement was spoke over me. Some intended, some not intended. But when those times came, I pressed harder into the word of God. I pressed harder into the promises of God. And I chose to stand on those promises. Because, friends, it was all I had and it was all I needed. I never gave up hope. And then, one chosen day, I received my miracle. And another miracle. And another miracle. What is the miracle that you need right now in your life? Some of you are struggling through layers of pain and you need to believe God for a miracle to bring healing into your life. I want you to go ahead right now and fill in that blank. What miracle do you need in your life? God, I need a miracle of. God, I need you to do this in my life. 1 Corinthians 2, 4-5 says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on man's wisdom, but on God's power. I need you to believe and have faith in God's power. And I bless you with the faith that comes by the power of the Holy Spirit operating in your spirit. I bless you with faith that is anchored in the Holy Spirit's testimony to the power of God not in human reasoning or the philosophy of man or human emotions. We cannot be led by emotions. We have to be led by truth. You know, one of the greatest examples of faith that we have in the Bible was Abraham's faith and what God called him to do, that he would sacrifice his only son. Is that really what God wanted him to do? And so Abraham's faith was tested. And what did Abraham do? Well, Romans 4, 20, 21 says, Yet he, Abraham, did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. It is in the book of Genesis, chapter 22, where Abraham's faith is confirmed when God does call him to take his only son and make him a sacrifice. And it says in verse 3, So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. 
and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him to go. Then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to the young men that traveled with him, Listen now, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. Right there it shows Abraham's great faith that God was going to provide. He says to the young men, We will come back to you. We, meaning him and Isaac. He believed God. He had great faith in God. And God is asking us to do the same. And this whole story of Abraham and the faith and the sacrifice of the son and the three days, everything was pointing to Christ. Everything in the Bible points to Jesus Christ. The whole Bible is about the story of redemption and the whole person is about the person of Jesus Christ. It's so beautiful. So I bless you with the unwavering faith that Abraham had where he left his native country and went with God wherever he led him. I bless you with the faith of Abraham that he would wait for 25 years for the promise of God. Him and Sarah waited and waited and waited for a child. I bless you with the growing stronger and stronger and more persuaded power of Jesus Christ that will bring your faith to honor and glorify God. I bless you with being fully satisfied that God is keeping his word to you, that you would be content and you would be still and you would worship him through the process, that he is keeping his words to you and his promises to you, just like he did Abraham. No matter how long it takes or how contrary your circumstances might look, I bless you with being fully assured that God is able and mighty to keep his word. And I bless you with being strengthened in faith by Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And I also want to just say to you that sometimes God answers our prayers in different ways than what we thought he would. Sometimes they don't look as if we thought they would look. Sometimes the blessings come differently. And again, this is where we have to walk by faith, not by sight. Do we trust God or do we not? Do we believe that God knows what's best in all circumstances or do we not? And so we have to focus on the faith in the goodness of God our hope, our eternity, not on the things of this world and how they look. Because sometimes God answers prayers and he blesses us in ways that we cannot, our, our earthly mind just cannot understand. And we have to be able and willing to receive God's plans for our life. We have to be able and willing to receive the blessings in whatever way that he chooses. So I bless you with faith that has been tested and proved genuine. I bless you to have that. I speak that over your life. I bless you with seeing the joy on the other side of all kinds of pains and trials. I bless you with faith that is strong and pure like gold. I bless you with knowing how precious your faith is to God, more precious than gold. And I bless you with the praise, glory, and honor that it reflects on Jesus for you to just trust him. And I bless you with the glory that will be revealed to you and in you when the whole scope of God's plans is made known when Jesus is revealed. And I bless you with the faith that loving him produces and the inexpressible joy that believing in him brings. I just pray that you believe in him. Believe in him for your miracles. Believe in him to turn your situation and your circumstances around. Believe in him to show you the goodness of 
God in the land of the living. Believe in him to restore your pain and your suffering with joy and comfort and peace. Believe in him to turn your sorrow into mourning. Believe in him to turn your suffering into a witness for others. Believe in him that joy is going to come in the morning. Believe in him that he will bring beauty out of your ashes. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Well, friends, I hope you have been blessed by this episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about our finances, the gift of our finances from God and how we can bless and obey him through our finances and so much more. I love you bunches and remember, live life abundantly. If you like mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Thank you.